You are now entering the Bloodless. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. And we're coming to you uh, in the morning from Sherman Oaks. <laughs> good morning, Kevin. All right. I hope your uh, drive is going well. Yeah. Good morning, Jason. How are you today? I'm good. I slept pretty well last night. How about oh, you? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I roll in here tired as a mofo, and he is like, I've slept really well. I feel great. I'm so tired. I have not been sleeping well. Why aren't you sleeping? I don't know. I think it's Judge Kavanaugh's fault. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's fair. <laughs> but no, I just don't know. I, I just have been getting bad sleep. Do you meditate? When? Ever? Yeah. No. Well, before bed. No. I'm calm. <laughs> I don't need to meditate. You seem very tense right I'm now. I'm fine. Kevin, put down the knife. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. It's how I'm calm. <laughs> Oh, so what? Uh, what do you do before bed then? I have a very good before bed regimen. It doesn't make any sense that I'm not sleeping well. I have a giant bowl of ice cream every night right before I go to bed, and I know that massive amounts of sugar right before bedtime is what you should do. I also am on my phone a lot. So, okay. So I have I watch TV and I'm on my phone and I eat uh, a bowl of ice cream. Eat a bowl of ice cream. Yes. So. So I, I, I was going to suggest something very different. Oh, well, okay, but that will put you really flying in the face of all the sleep experts. Well. But, okay. Okay. Please tell me your amateur way for me to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm going to say listening to soothing music, and then if that doesn't work, just jacking off, and then you fall asleep. Oh, okay. No, you know what? <clears throat> Here's a little personal information about me. That has never worked for me. Really? I am not that person. You can't fall asleep right away. No, no. Oh, I, I, like... I, I get, like, jized. <laughs> <laughs> I do the exact opposite. I'm like... You're that guy. I'm like, yeah! Good night. <laughs> My husband's that guy. <laughs> and I'm left, like, lying awake, staring at the ceiling, like, all energized. <laughs> You're like, this was great. This yeah. was wonderful. Fantastic. Still can't sleep. Well, that takes so, away my big... Yep. Well, all your your uh, suggestions are invalid. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you. I just sleep bad sometimes. Okay. But sometimes I sleep well, and so since I have, like, a late schedule, then sometimes I'll sleep till two, and I'll feel... All the all better. Glorious. Yeah. But yeah. I just couldn't today because I had to get here and entertain your ass. My ass? Well, no. Them out there. I'm sorry. My, I think maybe I uh, misdirected my anger at you when really I'm angry at our listeners <laughs> for making me get up. We love you listeners. Nah, sometimes. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and review. Yes, thanks for the rates and reviews, everybody. <laughs> thanks for engaging with the shows and the polls and the set. Yes, we've got a poll, actually. All right. I did a poll asking if people believed in aliens from outer space. Okay. And a whopping 91% Hello. said yes. Well, sure. 9% of the vote came into, they're already here. Mm. And 0% said, no, we're, we are sad and so alone. So none of our listeners think that we're we alone. are alone. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually, I'm heartened to hear that. Yeah. We I got like, some smart listeners. Yes, we do. Because obviously there are aliens It's somewhere. scientifically impossible for there not to be. And whether or not they are here is the question. Yeah. All right. Nine percent. I can confirm that unless there's something very different about Jason that I don't know, there are none in this room. So the search for aliens has gone as far as this room, and it's not. They're not here. Zebul's <laughs> Orc. 
<laughs> Jury's still out, so I guess. <laughs> all right, so uh, shall we talk about the bright spot? Yes, I'm please. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. We we spent all that time just talking about how tired I am. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Let's get to the bright spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's do this. Okay. Well, I want to say congratulations, though, first of all, because we got analysis paralysis. You got analysis paralysis into the San Antonio Festival. Yeah. So Thank it's you, going, San Antonio. It's By it, the time this comes out, it will have already happened. It will have happened. It's like, this is kind of a wham-bam-thank-you-ma'am festival. That's right. That's, which is San Antonio's known for. I'm feeling jive. Wham-bam-thank-you-alamo. Uh, I jive, jive like yeah. energize, energize exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I, I forgot where the Alamo was <laughs> when <laughs> I talked to my mom about it. I was like, and it's in San Antonio. She's like, is that where the Alamo is? And I was like, I don't, I forget. You you're supposed call to remember me. I'm the... a Texan. You got to call me on these questions. <laughs> I know, but I feel like you're supposed to remember the Alamo, right? You were and supposed to remember the Alamo. Yes. Whatever. I'm a liberal elitist from the coast. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You don't remember the Alamo. You don't care about the Alamo. I care about I bet them. you've never even heard of Goliad. Who? Exactly. Who's Goliad? I'm not even telling. Well, I'm supposed to call it's you. It's for Texans. Uh, oh, okay. okay. All right, so shall we jump in? Yeehaw! All right. So let's talk about the uh, bright spot, okay? Yeah. Give me the love. Nobel Prizes came out. They were announced this week, right? Okay, yeah. And for the first time, or for the third time, sorry, in 117 years, a woman was uh, awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics. That's fantastic. Absolutely. So the woman who was uh, awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics is Donna Strickland, who is an associate professor of physics at the University of Waterloo in Canada, for her work with short pulse lasers 30 years ago. Don't ask me to explain what the work is. I just, you lost me at Waterloo. Okay. All I can think about is ABBA. Waterloo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> She's from Canada. <laughs> so anyway, she... But yeah, short beams. You better be a short beam. I, Okay. <laughs> Zap me, baby. I think it's a gymnastics thing. I don't oh, okay, know. yeah. So it's she a was the me. third woman uh, in 117 years Which of is, Nobel's that's in sad, physics. But I'm glad that she's doing it. Yeah. I, we it. should have more women winning that award. And Francis H. Arnold, a professor of chemical engineering at Caltech, was the fifth woman ever to receive the Nobel Prize in chemistry. What? Yes, for her work with the directed evolution of enzymes. Yes, enzymes. Which I don't know what... Directed means I don't know what enzymes are, and I don't know how you direct evolution. Well, here's the thing. But that's okay, because I'm not the chemist. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't necessarily need to know. I just no. know that these know scientists that she's doing are doing it. good things. Yes. And thank you. And so women in science had a very good week. Yes. Because two women in the sciences got Nobel Prizes this week. Thank you, science women. And I think that is awesome, and they should be celebrated, and that's why I am highlighting them this week. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. That's a really good bright spot. I agree. It's really good for them. You know, it comes with a million-dollar prize. Really? Yes, and they don't have to share it. With anyone? Right, because sometimes if you have, you know, if, if, if a team of people receive the Nobel Prize, yeah. then they all share the award. Okay. These are individuals who won the award. Well, do they have to pay taxes? Well, I guess. I don't know. But one of them lives in Canada, so she's paying like 75% in taxes. (laughs) But the lady in Caltech lives in California, so she's paying a lot of taxes too. (laughs) The thing for Canada, though, is that she already gets free health care and other things, so, you know. And she's fine. And, well, actually, she probably doesn't have to pay taxes because if they come for her, she'll just go after them with lasers. (laughs) <laughs> Say hello to my little beamy laser friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
that's good for them. She does laser shows. And maybe the uh, maybe the Caltech professor can just, you know, sick the enzymes. If she can direct them to evolve, <gasps> maybe she can also make them attack. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little enzyme. <laughs> Get him. It's the tax man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So the, I, I hear enzymes eat away things, right? Uh, I don't know what enzymes do. In my mind, they're like chemical barnacles. I don't know what they are. <laughs> chemical yeah. All right, let's go. Are you ready? Yeah, what are we talking about this week, Jason T. Gaffney? Balls. Oh, good. Bats. Oh, no. Jock straps. Oh, good. Hats. Meh. Beer. Oh, no. That's right. We're going to go back to the baseball park. Yes! Take me out to the ball game, daddy. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to my dear family friend, Jody, Mm -hmm. and my fantastical love of men in baseball uniforms. Sure. God, they have good legs. We have another great uh, baseball episode for you. Okay, fantastic. I I mean, it's America's game. Love baseball player legs. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, sure. I'm just like... Yeah, catch this ball. Because mm. they need they just they just need to be there for sprinting. That's yeah. the thing about the baseball sprinting. legs. They're beefy. The oh, beefy yeah. men. Oh yeah. Mm. Yes. Hold on, we're just gonna pause for a second while we think about baseball players' legs. <laughs> Enjoy this music while we do that. Well, I gotta go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You might want to clean up first. <laughs> okay. Clean yourself. What up. are we talking about? Uh, we're going to go back to the 1970s okay. when the Cleveland Indians, note here that I still believe that their name is racist yes. and that they should change it. Granted. But we'll talk about that another day. Okay. Would hold promotions such as 10 cent beer nights for their fans. Okay. In fact, when they did their, they first did their promotions, it started in 1971 and it was called, quote, Nickel Beer Day. Okay. And How much were the beers then? Nickel. Oh, just a nickel. Okay, great. And according to Dan Coughlin, mm-hmm. a Cleveland sports personality, mm-hmm. uh, in an interview for MajorLeagueBaseball.com, quote, multiple teams had picked up on Dime Beer Night. The Indians did their first in 1971. It was Nickel Beer Day. It was so a... It's not, is it a Dime Beer Night or is it a Nickel Beer Night? Started, What's going on? It started as a nickel, but then they moved Inflation, it up to tens. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, after the... Uh, well, uh, then they realized it was like... the. They don't want to really give it away. Well, they had the gas embargo thing yeah. in the 70s, sure. Yeah, a lot Everybody of Everybody had to pay more for everything. <laughs> and so the first one, Nickel Beer Day, was a charming Sunday afternoon on 4th of July weekend. Okay. Uh, there were strolling musicians in straw hats and blazers. What year was this? In 1971? Yep. Okay. And there were no incidents whatsoever. Okay, cool. So the first one's great. Everyone's like, awesome. Uh-huh. We're going to do these promotions. <laughs> that sounds I don't know. like Cleveland, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's their <laughs> Cleveland accent, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm having a good day. Sure, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that void can. of emotion. It's like being there. Uh, <laughs> I can feel the breeze on my neck now. Awesome. Oh, gosh, the lake's on fire. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the lake is on fire. Um, all right, so in 1974... On Tuesday, June 4th, they would hold their infamous 10-cent beer night. Okay, so I just think that we're going to be talking about an an incident. There were no incidents in 1971, but I feel like we're going to be talking about an incident this year. Yeah, in 1974. Which maybe you could expect if you're giving a lot of people a deep discount on beer and putting them all in one place. Yes. Okay. And then having rival teams play a game. Okay. I'm so, having, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Which I'm picturing it already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is how the promotion went, right? Okay. You would get one 12 ounce cup of beer for ten cents. For ten cents. Yes. With three point two alcohol content. Okay. And normally the beer would cost sixty five cents. Oh. Which is hilarious because now they sell them at the stadium for twelve dollars. <laughs> right. Like, it's not that much of a discount. It's no. just fifty cents off. Okay. Right. Thank you for my eighty percent off beer. Yeah. Well, actually, that That's, be... sounds pretty good. Yeah. You're, you're, you're <laughs> quite sarcastic about it, but like, who doesn't want eighty percent off? Off of beer. I I do. <laughs> Alright, so there was a limit of six beers per customer per transaction. But per transaction? Yeah. <laughs> you could just go to another bar, right? Yes. There was oh. no limit as to how many times you could come back and get more. Oh no. So okay. you could have yourself quite a handful of beer mm-hmm. and get a little tipsy, mm-hmm. perhaps drunk. Yes. You uh, might perhaps. black out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So this They like beer. <laughs> I like beer. I still like beer. I like beer a lot. Give me beer. <laughs> Here you go, sir. Judge Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anyway, this would eventually lead to the massive riot during the ninth inning due mm-hmm. to extremely intoxicated fans and their anger towards the opposing team, the Texas Rangers. Okay. So why were Cleveland fans so angry? Uh, they lived in Cleveland. Well, yes. For one. Awesome. <laughs> we're in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, so, about a week ago, there was a bit of a kerfuffle okay. with the two teams oh. at the Texas Rangers Stadium. Uh-oh. There was a quote... There we go, Texans starting stuff again. You I did know. not call me regarding this episode, so... I didn't. I didn't want you to know anything. So I'm just going to apologize ahead of time for all the wild inaccuracies that we're perpetuating here. <laughs> well, the Texas Rangers are known for playing in just chaps and hats. <laughs> And, oh, not true, not true. Okay. I mean, I can dream. Okay. <laughs> I think this is before W owned the team, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay, there was a, quote, bench-clearing brawl oh. at Arlington Stadium mm-hmm. where Cleveland fans were left feeling infringed upon and unsatisfied. Okay. Uh, a bench-clearing brawl. What, they didn't get to fight? Is that their no. problem? <laughs> no. But only the players got to fight. I never got down there. Right. For disco night, I got on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is bullshit. Sir, you don't need to be down there. It's just I want to fight, too. But it's just the players fighting. They suck, though. They're Texas Rangers. They suck. Uh, yeah, well, whether or not you believe that. I want to fight them. Well, you're gonna and have I didn't to... get to. All I got to do was throw this beer at them. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, here's another beer. Thanks. <laughs> this beer's 75 cents. Fuck Texas. <laughs> okay, so a bench-clearing brawl is defined on Wikipedia as, quote, sometimes known as a base brawl or a rhubarb. Oh, okay. It's a form of uh, ritualistic, <laughs> I know, right? Gay people do sports. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I'm having a rhubarb. It's called a rhubarb or a base-clearing brawl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the academic way that we think about it. <laughs> it's basically a form of ritualistic fighting. Okay. That ritualistic? Occurs, I know. It occurs in sports, uh-huh. uh, most notably baseball and ice hockey. Really? In which every player on both teams leave their dugouts, bullpens, or benches uh-huh. and charge the playing arena in order to fight one another or try to break up a fight. Jesus. All right, so... I mean, I've seen this, but it's fun the clinical way you're talking about it. There's a small part of me that's like, if I wasn't going to get hurt, mm-hmm. to be in the middle of one with just a bunch of guys pushing up against me and going, rah, rah, sure. rah, with testosterone, I would be like, okay. Yeah, when I think about all those legs, like, charging at each other, there's a small part of me that gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> oh... So, all right, basically, a bunch of grown men have a fight on the field, right? Great. And they b- try to break up the fight by fighting more. 
Okay. Which is hilarious. Sure. Violence begets violence, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Learn it. Yeah. Flower power. Yeah. Did you know that if you take a flower and use its power, you can find peace? Yeah. It's so sad that this was 1974 and they've already forgotten all of the lessons of the 60s. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Kumbaya, my lord. Get up! Alright, so how did it come to be that two entire teams of grown men would perform a very homoerotic fight? Oh, I don't... Wow, wow, when you put it that way. <laughs> I don't know. So, in the bottom of the fourth inning Ooh, of that game... sure. Yeah, I just love the... By the way, it's like, each <laughs> inning, there's a bottom and a top. My favorite part of the game is the seventh inning verse. Ooh. <laughs> not just tops and bottoms, right? Mm-hmm. There's balls and bats that they play with. Absolutely. Right? And, uh, they, I, I think they, the homoerotic imagery of baseball has been well, uh, well examined. Like, they also slap each other's butts a lot. Oh, absolutely. It's like a wet dream mm-hmm. on a... Fucking TV. Big fan. All right. Anyway, okay. (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) So the Cleveland Indians pitcher walked two players, Tom Grieve and Lenny Randall. So there's two men on base, right? One on first, one on second. The next player up to hit the ball. But who's on first? I don't remember. I think it's... I know the joke. Wow. I just totally (laughs) fucked that up, didn't I? (laughs) No. It's perfect this way. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that. Yeah. We love Jason. What's on second? <laughs> and how is on third? <laughs> the next player up from the Rangers hit the ball to John Lowenstein, who was the Cleveland Indians' third baseman, who basically tagged the, the base, getting Tom Grieve out. He then threw it to the second baseman, Jack Brohammer, mm-hmm. who was ready to make the double play, but was unable to complete the task mm-hmm. due to Randall sliding into Jack Brohammer. All the way in? All the way in with the cleats. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it probably hurt like a bitch getting right. cleated in the probably leg. Probably, sure. And, uh, yeah. So that was kind of a bummer, and the Cleveland players took it a bit personally, right? Sure. Getting slid into with the cleats. I guess, although it only happened to one of them, so... Yeah, okay, but, but no, my team... hurt one of my, my own, I hurt all of you. Sure, own. this is, uh, we're perpetuating tribal mentality, but okay, yeah. sure. Okay. So, <laughs> in the bottom of the eighth, mm-hmm. Lenny Randall was up again, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who slid into the other person. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so hot when you I, say it that way. <laughs> He just slid right in. Yeah. He had a lot of lube on him. He slid into the DMs. Yeah. (laughs) Took care of business. The uh, Cleveland Indians pitcher, Milt Wilcox. Mm -hmm. By the way, I just love the fact that his name is Cox in it. Like, homoerotic sports. Sure. Here's a guy throwing balls at people, and his name is Cox. Milt Wilcox. Yeah. (laughs) 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 No, that's terrible. (laughs) I love it. So it's extra great too because my grandfather's name was Milt. So no, that's what I've got. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Milt Wilcox. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sure will. He decided to throw the ball behind Randall's legs. Okay. As a kind of a form of an aggression. Okay. Kind of like you came for our legs, I come for yours, right? Okay. So eventually, Randall was able to bunt the ball, right? Do you know From what bunting bu- is? I know what bunting is. Well, I just want to make sure. It's a cake bunting... with a hole in it. I okay. know what it is. That's not what the kind of bunting we're talking about. Oh, what are you talking about? I do love a delicious cake with a hole in it, well, though. Well, who doesn't? It's a bunt. Um, <laughs> it's when you take the bat and you kind of, you don't swing it, you just hold it over the plate and the ball bounces off of it. I know what a bunt is. You just I said you didn't know. I was joking. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he got his Easy Bake Oven out there and made a bunt cake in the middle of a goddamn baseball game. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're being paid a lot of money. Can I don't you? think they waste time like that. They keep the Easy Bake Ovens in the dugouts, Can for you? God's sake. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hang on, hold the play. Hold the play. Ding. <laughs> 
Teddy. <laughs> oh, he bunted. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so this is what happens when gay people talk about sports. I love it. Okay, so basically, Randall bunted the ball, okay. and Milt fielded the ball and tagged Randall out. And Whoa, it, the pitcher tagged the runner out? Yeah, he fielded it and then tagged him out. Dang. So Randall, of course, acted like a grown-up, right, and admitted he was out and gracefully went back to the dugout, right? Uh, I, I think you're joking. Is he still holding the bat? Ah, no, he's not <laughs> holding the bat, but I am kidding. Okay, good. Uh, Randall responded by hitting Milt with his forearm. <laughs> which I'm guessing is like a weird seal slap. I guess. <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> so strange. So then, um, in response to that, the first baseman, Cleveland Indians player John Ellis, then punched Randall as oh, a response to that. Hello, okay. Like, Don't you dare seal slap my pitcher. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so then, both piles of athletic men stormed the field and performed a rage orgy. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. I like how you put that. It's like I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. Right. Sorry, you can't see me. I was like thrusting at the same time. Angry sex is the best. Oh, Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I gotta go to bed again. Okay. <laughs> Alright, we'll pause while I stay up all night and you have a nice sleep. That was a great nap. Good. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. So, after said uh, testosterone overflow was quelled, okay. both sides returned to their respective positions on the field and in their dugouts. Mm-hmm. But as the Cleveland players and coaches returned to their dugout, the Rangers fans threw food and beer on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, beer was so cheap, you could do it then. Well, uh, You wouldn't want to throw a $12 yeah. beer at somebody. Yeah, well. I mean, what are you, Judge Kavanaugh? <laughs> anyway, the point is... Indians catcher Dave Duncan basically would have to be held back from storming into the stands and starting another fight with a bunch of fans. Okay. So what's amazing after all this bullshit is that none of the players were ejected from the game, which is amazing, Mm -hmm. and the game wasn't suspended or forfeited, and the Rangers would go on to win 3-0. None of them were ejected? None of them. They all ejaculated, but nobody was ejected. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. So after the game, the managers and players were interviewed by reporters, as is customary, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And this is where the spark leading to 10-cent beer night was ignited. Okay. Not the fight, not everything else. This is where the spark is. Okay. You see, Rangers team manager Billy Martin was being interviewed, and he was asked, quote, are you going to take your armor to Cleveland? And his response was, quote, nah, they won't have enough fans there to worry about. Okay. All right. That's a that's a that's a dig. Like a sick burn, right? Sure, yeah. Sick ooh. Burn. ooh. Ooh, he got him. Ooh. Yeah. They don't have enough fans. Wow. They don't have enough people who want to pay them sure. to see their games. Wow. So we safe. Yeah. Burn. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just a Cleveland fan over here silently plotting your death. Yeah. Yeah, so basically That's were... how we do it in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Awesome. You're going to die now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just throw you in the burning river when you get here. (laughs) We'll just throw a bunch of balloons in the air and then put you in the the lake. (laughs) Oh, no. So uh, Cleveland didn't take kindly to those words, as you might have guessed. Sure. And one radio host, Pete Franklin, of sports radio shows. Oh, no. Are the radio hosts going to fucking get in on it now? Yep. That, that is never a good sign, all right? Don't let people who are just in your ears influence you at all, all right? If you are listening to a person on the... Wait a minute. Make sure that you vote. I, I take it I, ta- I take it back. <laughs> radio hosts and the people who are doing the streaming of the podcasts and such are the most important people in the world. Yes, listen to us. Yes. Don't forget to rate and review. Especially if they're inciting a riot. Five stars. <laughs> 
So anyway, Pete Franklin of sports radio shows uh, would spend the next week fueling the fire about the dishonor that the Rangers displayed. Mm -hmm. And Dan Coughlin, in his interview, would say, quote, he was on the radio every single night promoting vengeance against the Rangers for the brawl. Holy shit. Like vengeance. Okay. He's like, and they will come. And then they will come. Oh, dear. And then they will come again. (laughs) Wow. I'm wondering where the downside is. And then we'll kill them. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, if you got to go out, go out happy. Yeah, a triple orgasm. Sure. All right. So if the radio shows weren't enough, the Plain Dealer, which is a newspaper, newspaper yeah. right, basically would feature a political and politically incorrect comic where the racist mascot, Chief Wahoo, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is fucking, like, really? Okay, yeah. Would hold a pair of boxing gloves. And it would be captioned, quote, be ready for anything. Oh, dear. Yeah. All right, so Cleveland was all excited about their promotion, right? And they expected that 10-cent beer night would bring in about 12,500 people, roughly. They're like, we're going to have a good game, right? Yeah. 25,134 fans would come to the game that night. Ready to get drunk and brawl. Yes. Okay, I think they will. Twice the amount expected. Okay. The game would quickly become a shit show, right? Sure. A bunch of fans pre-game drank yeah. before they came. Yeah. Which is crazy because the beer is so fucking cheap. Why are you pre-gaming? Just come and drink the fucking cheap beer. Well, yeah, but I don't think you're respecting the pre-game. I don't think you respect the culture of the tailgate party. I No, I don't. You do not. I That's don't right. you feel do not. the need to pre-game. Okay, but other people do. Uh, I guess. There's nothing like walking into a stadium you know, with thousands of people already drunk. Yeah. Nothing like it. This is my seat. Uh, it's my seat. I did my ticket. Well, there's, fortunately, there's only two of us, and I'm seeing four seats. Oh, good. So That's a lot of seats. Pick one of them, I, and I'll have one or the other three. This one is right here. I love you. I love you. See, that's how it would go. <laughs> All right. So... I got to see a bunch of the photos from the night, thanks to SBNation.com, okay. and it was amazing because it quickly got bad. Oh, yeah. It's just like it starts and everyone's all happy, and then within minutes. <laughs> so at the very beginning of the game, Billy Martin, the manager of the Rangers, would uh-huh. come out onto the field before the game uh-huh. and blow a kiss to the already drunk and pissed off Cleveland fans. Nice. Kind of, I, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't be him, but it's kind of a little bit of goading, if I ever saw it. Absolutely. But He's like, you know, hey, mwah, we're better than you, partner. Yeah. I, I realize he's Where's from... Where's he the, from? He's from the South. I forgot about it midway. Yeah, that, pretty, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I think he was from Savannah. You know, they, <laughs> you know they don't only hire people from Texas to play in Texas. You well, know. you know, he's probably from Iceland. But if you are going to play in Texas, apparently you have to have a fiddle in the band. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. All right. So his kiss would not be the only kiss of note, however. Oh, exciting. A, a woman would enter the field... Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first like talk of a woman that we've had in this episode yet, and so this this episode is so homoerotically charged for me. <laughs> it ruined your fantasy. Really startled to hear that a woman was <laughs> present. <laughs> so sometimes you get a taco at the sausage party. Apparently, yes. She's okay. a unicorn. Wow. All right, so she enters the field, right? Mm-hmm. And she apparently just wanted to give free kisses to people. Oh. I bet she had some takers. She specifically wanted to give a kiss to the umpire, Nestor Chilak. Who is this? Does she work for either team or whatever? No, she's just a woman. She's just a fan? Yep. Who just wandered onto the field? To try and get free kisses. All right. And uh, the umpire would turn her down, politely. But looking at her photo, I could tell you that she looks a bit drunk. And a little bit off. I can't imagine that a person wandering <laughs> onto a baseball field, you know, wanting to give players free kisses. It's either a drunk woman or me. 
Hello, I'm here to give kisses. Kevin, stop it. <laughs> kiss, Take kiss, the kiss, wig kiss. off. We we know Ooh. who it is. Don't you want to kiss? Oh my god. Okay, yes. Quick one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of tongue. Wow. Alright, so all these Cleveland fans were quickly getting more and more drunk mm-hmm. as the Rangers took a solid and quick five to one lead. Ooh. Right. Were the Cleveland Indians also drunk? Maybe. Yeah. Probably. They, well, you feed off your fans' energy. Sure. All right. So when one of the Cleveland players was at bat, he hit it strong, right? Mm-hmm. And he hit it true. Okay. And it flew into the stomach of the Rangers pitcher, Ferguson Jenkins. Ow. Which, by the way, I love that it's two fucking butlers' names in one. Like, his name is Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins yeah. is a professional baseball player? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, so anyway, Ferguson Jenkins. And he got hit with the ball and went, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> He fell to the ground in complete and utter agony, and the Cleveland fans... It rather quite hurts. <laughs> oh, dear. My sternum is broken. Oh, I, I do believe I need to be hospitalized. <laughs> oh, Sir, that's blood. If it's not too inconvenient. <laughs> so the Cleveland fans would cheer mm-hmm. upon the hit, mm-hmm. and then began the really classy chant of, quote, Hit him again! Hit him again! Harder! Harder! Wow! wow right? Nothing okay. but class. Sure. I say, that's not quite good sportsmanship. I do believe they are cheering at my agony. Yeah. Why, that's very unsportsmanlike, isn't it? If it wasn't my fetish, I'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he's satisfied. That's yeah. fine. Uh, all right, so I didn't realize he was into it. You made it sound like a bad thing. <laughs> oh, it hurts so good. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I need to go to sleep now. <laughs> all right, at this point, more and more people started to take the uh, kissing woman's lead and headed out onto the field to kiss people. No, oh, just but just to come into the just field, going. <laughs> Where's the goddamn security? Yeah. Well, another woman would run out onto the field and would run over to the circle where the players who are on deck would stand, uh-huh. or, quote, the on-deck circle. And I'm gonna fucking kick you in the balls <laughs> and do something like that again. Ooh. <laughs> it's the on-deck circle. Also, uh, just to be clear what that is, it's the circle where the people stand who are on deck. Yeah. It's, it's like before a... they go to the batting cage, it's... batting ba- the batting square, which is... The square that you stand in when you're batting. I'm just saying bunt cake mm-hmm. is confusing. Okay, look, I have seen baseball, all right? I don't follow baseball, but I know what the terms are. So the woman went to the on-deck circle. What's that? Well, it's the circle that people go when they're on deck. There's a boat? <laughs> and uh, she would flash her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that is taking the kissing woman's lead one more step. Yeah. That's a yes hand of drunken revelry. <laughs> yeah, she was like, woo, where are my beads? Oh, shit, we're not in New Orleans? Was she offering them for kisses? <laughs> the, the kissing woman came back and kissed both breasts. <laughs> one for you, mwah, and one for you. Mwah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, all right, so she would not be the only person who would expose themselves. Though. Okay. A well-built naked mm-hmm. man, I saw the photo. Hello. Who was still wearing his Excuse right me, sock. Give me a moment. What was that? SBNation.com? <laughs> <laughs> he was still wearing his right sock, basically ran out onto the field streaking. Uh-huh. Uh, but forgot a sock? He was. He had to go. Yeah. He would sprint over to the second base before he was caught. Okay. I just love the idea. Like, you're He's a baseball naked. player, and you're just kind of, God damn it, this is the second person who's drunk on the field mm-hmm. and naked. Third. 
Well, well yeah. second naked, third drunk person. Third drunk. So we've got two drunks. <laughs> two drunks on third. One, one we got, naked. I'm sorry, we've got three drunks. we got two nakeds. Wait, who's on first? <laughs> I don't know. Miss Kissy. <laughs> who's on second? The streaker. <laughs> naked guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was his butt. All right. So he, the naked guy slid into second. Yeah. Okay. With consent. Uh-huh. All right. And one inning later, only one inning later after naked guy was caught, a father-son duo would run out onto the field and would give a full moon to the people sitting in the bleachers. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's not raising your Stuck children, on right? this, yeah. Wow. <laughs> we don't know how old the son was. He's probably 40 and 80. Well, that's... I don't care how old the son is. I'm saying that's bad parenting. Yeah. It is. All right, so speaking of full moon, I'm going to go right out there and say it. Bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> do as I do, son. That seems like a bad plan. All right, Dad. <laughs> it seems like a bad plan if what you're doing is drinking all day and then mooning 20,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So speaking of full moons. I guess YOLO. Whatever. Yeah. Let's take a moment to talk about how people who look back on this event make sure to take note that it was a full moon that night. Oh. Uh, so, Two, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> Coughlin would say, quote, Every bartender will tell you that the gravitational attraction of the full moon m- makes crazy people even crazier. My husband thinks that, too. As I mentioned before, he's a very superstitious man, and right. I love him very much. But I don't know about this whole full moon thing. Well, I do. They, they have scientifically proven that people get weird around the full moon. Yeah, but do you, maybe so. But do you think that it's probably because people are like, oh, it's a full moon. I can be crazy now. And I can blame it on that. Yeah, it could be a little of both, mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, like, Tom Grieve from the Rangers would be quoted saying later on, quote, that's as good an explanation as anything else as to why people lost their mind. There's a full moon, sure, yeah. why not? And then, I definitely... I don't know, we're putting a lie to that, because you just talked about how, like, this this rivalry had been stoked for the entire week before, and that they were, like... And giving away beer, basically, to a bunch of rowdy fans. Well, and I can tell you from experience, when you get drunk, you make bad decisions. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. Let's just say I was at a show in one of New York City's fine bars, mm-hmm. and they were having a, like, a dance-off. And I okay. was drunk, and they, they were like, we need volunteers. And I was like, I'll volunteer. Sure. And then I got Did up you there. tap? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had. Yeah. No, but the guy, one of the guys who was the host saw how drunk I was, and he was like, Hey, maybe you should just drop your pants in the middle of it. And I did. Oh, my God. I had my underpants on, but I did drop oh. my pants. Well, that's not as exciting. Well, but I tripped on my pants and... You fell? Yeah. That's good. So, it was a good night, but... So, you make bad decisions when you're drunk? Yes. All right. I do. Well, I'm glad we have such good evidence. <laughs> so, I just feel like the full moon isn't necessarily the reason. I think that it's probably the beer. I that, that That's what I'm saying, is I yeah. think it's absolutely not the reason, because we are going, you know, you have been very clear in, like, the other background reasons for this thing that's going to happen. Well, and the other thing that happened at this night mm-hmm. was a lot of college-stage kids were basically back home after okay. school year, and the low cost of the beer, plus the non-limit... Sure. You're kind of setting yourself and up I think for... the drinking age is probably 18 It's then? 18 back mm-hmm. then. So, okay. Tim Russert, who is an NBC newscaster, yeah. was actually there. Really? He's one of the college kids. Okay. And he is quoted saying, quote, I went with $2 in my pocket. You do the math. I can't. It's 20 beers. He had 20 beers? Yes. Oh, Jesus. I would be dead if I drank 20 beers. Sure. I could do a six-pack when I was in college, and I would be messy. Yeah. Now I'm lucky if I can drink one and be cool. <laughs> now I drink one and I just get naked. And I have I just no like, tolerance I, at all. I'm just like, I'm naked now. I've been sober for a long time, so I don't even know what would happen oh, if I had a beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be no. 
<laughs> but Tim Russert and Brett Kavanaugh, they're good with it. Oof. So before the bottom of the ninth would happen, <laughs> even more fans would run out onto the field, mm-hmm. and other fans that were seated in the Rangers dugout would jump onto the roof, and it would be rabble rousers. They were jumping on the like the dugout of the Rangers, yeah, and rousing a rabble. Yes, okay. They're just stomping away and being like, sure. "I don't like the Rangers." Stomp, 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 stomp. I hate Texans. Blah, 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 blah. Rabble rouse, rabble rouse, rabble rouse. No, Brett, you don't actually have to say rabble rouse. Rabble rouse, rabble rouse. Brett, beer me, Mr. Kavanaugh. Beer me. Please calm down. I like beer. <laughs> so. uh... Other things that would happen is mm-hmm. that Mike Hargrove, mm-hmm. one of the Rangers players, mm-hmm. would have people spit on him and For had a what? Whoa, oh, people just spat on him. Yeah, <laughs> no, he wasn't asking to be spat on. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> and he had, it was a quirk he had. You know, <laughs> baseball players are superstitious. He, goes, he gets up to bat, goes up to the ump, spit on me. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God damn it, Mike. Again, Mike. Come on, man, I'm on a lucky streak. Yeah, spit on <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, God. I got to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> so so fans were spitting on Mike Spitting Hargrove, on him. So and a bunch of them were throwing hot dogs at him. And wow. a bunch of the hot dogs would hit him. Okay. And he narrowly avoided serious injury, however, when a fan threw an empty gallon jug of Thunderbird at him. Jesus Christ. A yeah. gallon? Yeah. They brought a gallon jug of Thunderbird into the First of all, how the fuck did they get it in the field? I don't know. How did they smuggle well, that in? I mean, by all accounts, the security is pretty fucking lax at this arena. <laughs> yeah, they're probably all wasted themselves. Yeah. They're like, ten cent beer night, man. They are all they all live in Cleveland. They're like, fuck the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so, towards the end of the game, one of the Cleveland players slid into third and stabbed the Rangers player Jenkins. Oh, with uh, and caused him to have to leave the game because of uh, for medical attention because of the cleats. Whoa! That's how hard he slid into him. Yeah. The Cleveland player was called safe by the umps. When you don't want to slide in and see blood. No. No. <laughs> oh. When you need to take it easy. Yeah. Well, then they just needed to go slower. Yeah. You need to take your time. Yeah. Relax. Right. Breathe. Not so fast. Yeah. You don't want to get prostatitis. I'm just talking about baseball, dude. Well. <laughs> <laughs> My anus is bleeding. Wow. <laughs> it was too it's, big and too fast. It's Mike Hargrove again. He's It's a thing with him. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. Spit on me and make me bleed. Oh, God. I won't play right otherwise. <laughs> Slide into me with your cleats. Listen, you do not have my consent. Do it. <laughs> You've heard of fisting, but have you heard of footing? Oh, God. Put I, on these cleats. I have. Oh, Ew, with cleats? <laughs> okay. Don't kink shame him. Wow, I'm sorry. I feel I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> Mr. Hargrove, if you're listening now, uh, please let your freak flag fly. Fly, yes. Uh, all right. So the Cleveland player who slid into Jenkins mm-hmm. was called safe by the umps. Okay. Which caused the Ranger players to basically protest the call. They're like, "That's bullshit. He injured our player. This is he's not safe. No. Did he hit the bag? I don't know. I don't. I didn't really care. To you find don't that care. Out. Yeah. I you just don't care about baseball. Well, yeah. I care, about okay. the, I care about the players, and I care sure. about their sexual needs. Okay. That's valid. <laughs> so the response to the anger from the Rangers, mm-hmm. from the Cleveland fans, was to throw a bunch of shit onto the field. and then Not to... shit. Oh, no, no. Stuff. Stuff. Okay. And then to throw firecrackers into the Rangers. I don't know. Dugout. I don't know what to expect from these fucking Cleveland oh, yeah. fans. I mean, like, that could be true. They're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like and this is when like, it got really this. bad. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, and then they threw firecrackers into the rangers' dugout. No, yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, okay. I, can you imagine just like waiting for your turn at bat, and you're just like it's suddenly like bang, 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 bang. you're like motherfucker, I've released my bowels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so yeah, 10 horrible. on the sphincter scale yes exactly so ma- here's the thing making it so that your own team can't play to spite the other team mm-hmm. doesn't really help your team so Wait, you're saying going... that, that these 20,000 drunk fans are making bad decisions yeah no 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 don't well, put that on them yeah no, no. <laughs> alright so the drunk moron didn't know how to act civilized mm-hmm. right alright so don't, we're don't coming... put your 2018 morality on them okay <laughs> We're coming to the climax of the semi-erotic macho fest. <laughs> I need to recover from that sentence. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's the bottom of the ninth. Yes. And uh, he was ready. His name he was, was Johnny. He had fully prepared with his uh, butt plug for all eight innings. <laughs> for a while, yeah. yeah. It was it's one of those blow-up up ones. Yeah, it's slowly expanding sure. each inning. Just He's a little wider. ready to take the whole team. Yeah, he's taking the whole arm. <sighs> <laughs> So the Cleveland Indians managed to tie the game in the ninth. Okay. Uh, oh, well, they five, come from five. behind. Yeah. yeah. They oh. they do a reach around. Sure. They also had a player on second base. Okay. And if they could get him home, they would win because it's the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm. But they would never get there. Why? Why, Jason? Because before they I'm on the edge of my seat. Before they tell get, me. Before they Please get... tell me. <laughs> before... Stop stalling. <laughs> Before Stop they... laughing! <laughs> Tell me. No. Tell me now what happened. Before they could get. Tell that. me right now. Nineteen-year-old Terry Yurkic. Yes. Would ruin everything for everyone. They usually do nineteen-year-olds. But yeah. what did he do? He would run out onto the field mm-hmm. and go up to outfielder Jeff Burrows. Yes. Rangers outfielder. Yes. And tried to steal his baseball hat. What? <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Burroughs would retaliate against the fan, but he tripped, I think over his own feet, Yeah, and fell. Okay. Billy Martin, the Rangers team manager, saw sure. this, thought that his player was being attacked. Well, so he was. He quickly raced on, out onto the field to help his fallen soldier. Uh-huh. Other members of the Rangers saw the manager take off for the outfield and raced after him. Oh my god, are the Texas Rangers going to beat up a Cleveland Indians fan? A large portion of the players armed themselves with baseball bats. Holy fuck! The drunk Cleveland fans, having seen this, decided that it was go time. Are the Texas Rangers going to fight the fans? <laughs> they stormed the field oh my god. to fight the Rangers, and they were armed with knives, what? chains, and in some cases, seats from the stadium that had been ripped up. This is fucked up! <laughs> Don't do it! So, no, stop! Those who didn't go out onto the field became the artillery and threw their bottles at the Rangers. All of the Cleveland 20,000 Indians fans are fighting. <laughs> the Texas Rangers like 13 people? Like the 300 movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Within moments... Wait, are the Rangers going to win then? <laughs> oh no, they lost. They all died. Within... <laughs> are they all going to die? Oh, it's like the Alamo all over again. <laughs> Remember the Alamo. Yeah, these guys won't. So within moments, hundreds of fans had the Rangers surrounded. No! Cleveland Indian manager Ken Aspermonte uh-huh. became terrified that the drunk fans were going to kill the Rangers. Yeah, I'm terrified. And so basically, he's like, we're rivals, but I don't want them dead. Sure. So he ordered his players to help by grabbing their own bats to defend the Rangers. Wow! So the Cleveland Indian players grabbed their bats and did as ordered and began attacking their own fans Hol- with the bats. my <laughs> God! Really? Yeah. Holy shit! The fans saw this 
and they lost their fucking minds yeah. at the betrayal. They're like, yeah. we're here to fight these guys for you. Oh, my God. And the Cleveland Indians were like, no. This has gone so fucking off the rails. So now the fans are flinging steel folding chairs from the stands. This, by the way, is the time to go to the concession stand and get more beer. Because the Lions are, like, non-existent Not ex- now. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thinking like that, that I had to get. That's why I had to get sober. <laughs> yes, you're like, oh, they're fighting. Oh, this is the time to get more beer. <laughs> I can get six more. So the steel, the steel folding chairs are being flung into the, from the stands, right? Okay. And Tom Hilgendorf, the Cleveland relief pitcher, was hit in the head with one. Okay. Oh no, he got hit in the head by a chair. A steel okay. folding chair. Yeah. It's like a wrestling match gone sure. wrong. Yeah. So it's a full-on riot by this point, and yeah. the fans were gonna kill people if they were allowed to. Oh my god. In fact, Mike Hargrove, the guy who got spat on yeah. and all that stuff, basically had to conquer one fan. Only to have to have a fist fight with another to get back to the dugout. So basically, they're trying to get the, the teams are trying to separate back to their dugouts, and they're literally having fist fights with people to get there. Oh my god! The teams were able to stick together and get their teams back to their respective dugouts and off the field. Okay. So the teams escaped. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. However, that did not stop the riot. Now there's still a whole fucking riot of fans yeah. on the field. At this point, the rioters were throwing items such as, but not limited to, rocks, cups, radio batteries, food, and folding chairs onto oh the field God. and at people. Okay, so people brought knives. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Well, they're not throwing the knives. They're I just know, stabbing but, people. But when I just forgot for a second that you said that they came down with knives. And chains. And <laughs> so they came ready. Yeah. I think in Cleveland, you just have to come ready yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always come ready. Nah, I use protection. Nice. So the bases were stolen from the field. Sure. Well, that's a given. And before long, it was clear that they would not be able to restore order to resume the game. Okay. Nestor Chilak, the umpire who had respectfully declined the free kiss woman kisses, okay. decided that the game was forfeit to the Rangers. That's smart. Since Cleveland was the host and couldn't control their fans, yeah. they were responsible. Yep. He would also be one of the injured. He oh. was hit in the head... Or slightly after making that decision. <laughs> <laughs> he was hit in the head with a piece of, the, of a stadium seat, oh. and a rock that was thrown cut his hand. Oh. How hard are you throwing these rocks? How are you finding rocks? Yeah, I know. Why are there rocks in a baseball stadium? He is quoted saying that the fans were, quote, uncontrollable beasts. Wow. And, quote, the last time I saw animals like that was in the zoo. Whoa. He was pissed. Yeah. Well, he got hit in the head with a chair, and he got his hand cut with a rock. Well, yeah, it makes me wonder about his trips to the zoo. Right. I hope oh, he's yeah. not bringing his kids. Uh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Does he go right into the, like, ape enclosure? Don't do that. <laughs> he starts fights with the animals. Stop doing that. Come on, hippo. Yeah. Fight me, you big fuck. He's an umpire. He can't, like, not call anything. He's like, no. He... <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here. You're out. He tried to eject a gorilla from the cage, and then it got it all got crazy. got that, yeah. yeah. So, mind you, while all this is happening, the game was still being reported live on the radio. Oh, sure. The two hosts, Joe Tate and Herb Scott, Score, mm-hmm. didn't really know what to do. Herb Score is a baseball announcer? Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. But they kept calling out the plays and talk about the loss what of plays? control. They're like, oh, that guy <laughs> hit him in the head with a, with a chair. Nobody uh, is safe. Nobody is safe. <laughs> nobody is out, but nobody is safe. Yeah. Oh, no. The relief pitcher just got hit in the head. That's one strike. Yeah. Two strikes. Three strikes. Four strikes. Everyone's striking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of balls. There's a lot of strikes and a lot of balls yeah. thrown. Uh, Tate is quoted saying, quote, Ah, this is an absolute tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Hint, hint, any future podcasters who are talking about tragedy should listen up. They wouldn't gain back order until the Cleveland police would show up. Okay. I Um, don't know why they weren't fucking already there, but okay. My favorite quote about the night 
is from Paul Tepley, okay. who was the only photographer on the field at the game in the ninth inning. By the way, he took some amazing photos in the chaos. Like, okay. I'm, I'm thinking, like, I have a giant piece of equipment that's a lot of money, and people are, like, throwing blows. Mm-hmm. And here I am just taking photos. Sure. And I'm like, I don't want to get hit in the head with a chair because I couldn't see because I'm taking a photo. Well, obviously, you're not a professional photographer. I am not, and I admire them. Absolutely. Cinematographers and photographers, you better get it. For my part, if people are throwing blows, I'm there to receive them. Oh, all right. Go ahead. (laughs) So anyway, he said, quote, if that fan hadn't tried to get Burroughs' cap, Mm -hmm. the night would have ended without anything. That's my outlook on this. When that happened and the players got hurt and some of the fans got hurt, that was enough of that. Game over. Mm-hmm. Indians lose. Mm-hmm. Which is the most fucking like, yeah, okay. Obviously. Yeah. Thanks for just stating the obvious, yeah. Paul. And then that's your favorite quote? I love it? it because it's just so fucking basic. It's well, like, he's a photographer, not a fucking philosopher. So, Well, yeah, but just... Uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> nine people would end up being arrested for the chaos. Mm-hmm. Only nine. Okay. And charged with disorderly conduct. Okay. During the whole night, 19 different people would streak, and seven people would end up in the ER. Good lord. So 19 people streaked, but only nine got arrested. Well, they weren't arrested for streaking, right? Well, there were only nine people were arrested, I guess. Well, true, but I mean, yeah. So a lot of people got away with streaking. Yeah, I think so, anyway. Okay. They would never get back. What their... is that about? Why, like, I guess Cleveland people are just like, well... They really... They're, they're sexually repressed. repressed yeah. Midwesterners, they really need to let it loose, okay. They're like, well, he's drunk. Sure. All right, so... They would never get the, the stolen bases back, mm-hmm. and the field suffered damages and was in need of repair. Okay. After the dust had settled, literally, people started the blame game. Sure. Cleveland general manager Paul Segui would go on to blame the umpires for losing control of the situation. Uh, no. It's clearly not their fault. Nope. The Sporting News, a sporting news company, would sure. write... <laughs> I'm mad at you now. <laughs> uh, Segi... You've got to stop. You've got to stop defining things by their own terms. <laughs> so, so the newspaper, which is a paper that prints news. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the sporting news uh, news sports company would write <laughs> would write words. <laughs> they would write because uh, qu- that's what they do. Quote: Sigi's perspective might have been a bit different had he been in Chilak's shoes, in the midst of knife wielding, bottle throwing, chair tossing, and fist swinging drunks. Wow. Like, yes. Yeah. Your perspective yeah. is going to be a little different. A little, a little bit. Yeah. If you're under siege. Yeah. Yeah. We're under attack. <laughs> Game over. You coward. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm being hit in the face. Yeah, it's your fault for losing control of these people. <laughs> yeah. Talk about victim blaming. No kidding. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so Lee McPhail, the American League president, I'll say. would later be quoted saying... This is a saying, huge McPhail. Yeah. He would say, quote, there was no question that beer played a part in the riot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There would be a press conference the next day because of the publicity of the scandal, mm-hmm. and Cleveland Indians president, Ted Bonda, would be questioned about the promotion, and he finally got overwhelmed and over it and said, quote... Gentlemen, you're giving beer a bad name. (laughs) I like beer. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Brett. Mm -hmm. Now, you'd think that this was the last ever 10-cent beer night, right? I wouldn't, because I know people. Yep, you would be wrong. Okay, okay, hold on, because all this happened, and we're blaming this guy and that guy, but let's fucking blame that 19-year-old white guy, Terry Yurkic guy. All right? (laughs) It was a 19-year-old white kid. They ruin everything. Why They're wouldn't they ruin this, too? too? Yeah. That's where the blame lies. He's going after the guy's hat. Yeah. Like, it's one I thing a, to throw a hot dog. It's I was a 19 year old white guy. We're terrible. We're the worst. We're the worst. I was, too. Was Privileged. The... Oh, God. Awful. 
But I want it. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, then. But here, I want the hat. Okay, but here you go, then. Okay. All right. I want beer. <laughs> sure, no problem. I want sex. You, great, you're entitled to it. I'll be fast. Well, you've worked hard. Now, after all this, you would think that this was the last ever 10-cent beer night, right? Mm-hmm. You would be wrong. Okay. Because they would have a few more, including one on July 18th, with even more people in attendance. Yeah. But nothing bad would happen. Oh. Wait, they had another one? The same field had another one after this? Yeah. Hmm. Now, there's a couple reasons why it probably didn't go as bad. Okay. First is they probably beefed up security. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Nobody said that they did anywhere. I'm just right. assuming. Yeah. They also made it a two-cup limit per person at the discounted price. That's smart. So you could buy more, but it was at full price. Oh. So you could get two beers for 20 cents. But after that, they're 65 each. Yep. That'll dissuade you. That'll show them. Yeah. Before long, however, the American League president forced Beer Night to no longer happen as a promotion. I think he figured it was just not good. Yeah. Most of the other teams who held Beer Nights had very little problems. The Rangers themselves had 10-cent Beer Nights, no problems. Mm -hmm. But there was one other night that went wrong for the Milwaukee Brewers in 1971 on June 18th. Okay. 27,472 fans would show up, as opposed to the 40,000 planned, Uh and they all got wasted. It was like a muggy day, so they were expecting more people, and people didn't show up. Okay. And they're, they're, not, they're not sure if it's because there were less people drinking more beer, so all those things. But mm-hmm. they basically, people would run out onto the field. They'd get into fights with each other. And in fact, so many people got arrested that they ended up having to set up a pop-up court to handle that many arrests. Oh, like the Steelers court. Yeah. Fun. Anyway, after that nightmare of a night, the brewers would change their 10-cent nights to two-cup limits before the promotion was ended altogether. That seems like the way they go. Right. But now they don't even do that anymore ever because it's just, if you want beer, fucking pay full price. Yeah, absolutely. You fucking scum fan. This this week we're having $20 beer night. Yeah. We're going to upcharge you. Yeah. It's going to be $40 for you. We won't have any problem with beer drinking then. 19-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, they Wait, don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any money and you're not allowed to drink. Uh, All right. So what is the bright side? Ah, uh, yay. We're at the bright side. Well, the well, biggest bright side for show. me is that baseball is homoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly true. And I have good dreams about Absolutely it. bright side to this is that the legs have gotten bigger and the and the pants have gotten tighter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very good over time. I like the idea of like a fantasy of me being an ump and be like, you're out of him and in me. <laughs> <laughs> Put on a condom because we have to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there were no more stupid drink promotions at ballparks, or at Good. least as stupid as I can tell. Good. You know? So they actually, so this terrible thing happened, and they learned from it. So eventually. Well, yeah. They they tried to mitigate the circumstances that would uh, make it worse in the future. Right. Right. So they learned. That's good. The, that is good. The biggest thing, though, no one died. Absolutely. Someone good. should have died. Someone absolutely should they have should died. They should have died of alcohol With poisoning. knife or, wielding yeah. and chairs being flown, ni- knives, I said already, bats, yeah. uh, fucking chains. chains, rocks, I don't know, they, hot dogs, all this stuff. Thousands of the air. Jug, gallon jugs of Thunderbird. Tim like. Russert there commenting on it all, but drunk also. <laughs> I've got hilarious. $2 in my pocket. You <laughs> do the math. I just got slap with a hot dog. Yeah. This week. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> this just in a cleat. <laughs> no, no, I love it. 
and some people were brought to justice. Well, sure. And the Cleveland Indians did have to own up to being responsible. Well, I, you know, I think a bright side about this is that they lost. Yeah. Like they, had to, they had to forfeit the game. And they it's learned. It's a small bright side to this because, you know, you need to... When you're at home, if you are aggravating the situation, because they've been stoking rage between the teams for a week, right? like the Cleveland fans and the radio people and stuff have been, and then they had this, like, you know, throw kindling on the fire of giving everybody basically free alcohol right. as well. Like, yeah, you need to, at least, at the very least, lose the game. Lose the game and have a timeout. Yeah. Take, take a moment and think about what you've done, Cleveland. Yeah. You have to go sit in Michigan and think about what you've done. <laughs> oh, God, that's a big punishment. Yeah. I don't Fits know. I've never crime. been to Michigan. I, it could be lovely. Fits the crime. I think Michigan's nicer than Cleveland. But, oh. hey, I've never been to that place. <laughs> you, so need to go to, you need to go sit in Michigan. Yeah! <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Are you trading me? <gasps> no. Just for a moment. Oh, oh, God damn it. Man. I have to come back. Yeah. You go sit in the on-deck circle, which is the circle that you stand in when you're on deck. Yeah. You have to sit in a timeout chair, which is where you go to sit when you're on a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. All right. So, yeah, this is some, that's some good stuff. Yeah. And now, and now we don't do those things anymore. We don't no. have promotions of that type anymore. They have other promotions, I think, but just not those promotions. So not only did they learn, but the, like, the league as a whole learned a way to, yeah. like... Just let people, like, because it's not even making them a lot of money, you know? I and mean, just getting people into the stadium, well, I, think, I guess, does sell more tickets overall. I think they're selling more tickets. They're thinking people will buy food. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If people keep buying hot dogs and then throwing them onto the stadium, then they got to go buy more hot dogs. True. Like, I love that. I, like, I'm a fan. I'm like, yeah, I got my beers and my hot dog, and I'm like, oh, I've had part of my hot dog. That's... What did that guy do? I'm going to throw my hot dog. That's something I don't oh, understand. shit. Now I'm hungry. I need a hot dog yeah. again. I don't understand that at all because I don't think I've ever had a hot dog that I didn't, like, possess for less than a minute and a half. You know, so I don't know <laughs> where they're getting hot. They had, they had to buy the hot dogs just to throw them. Yeah. I would expect because, like, I've never had a hot dog and then kind of held on to it for a while and watched a thing and done it. Well, like, eat the hot dog. You're yeah. going to eat the hot dog right away. Well, maybe they bought five. And they tried to eat them fast enough, but then Mike showed up, and they're like, a guy, that guy just needs to have a hot dog thrown at him. Absolutely. He's had that kind of face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a hot dog face. So they did make a lot of money on concessions that day. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> just, but it was mostly projectile concessions. Yeah. I'm sure there was some projectile vomit, too. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a good thing, too, is like that the, uh, <laughs> the league, it seemed... Learned to better prioritize uh, fans' safety right. over the profit. Well, I also wonder, can you imagine, like, with the cleaning crew, they show up after the game and they're like, what the Jesus hell did you do? Christ. What the fuck is wrong with you? Usually there's some vomit, but it's the entire section. <laughs> I would love if the cleaning crew came out in the middle of, like, the police calming everyone down and got in the microphone and they're like... I am not your maid. <laughs> Clean up after yourself. <laughs> I think that they'd actually be pretty happy because, like, usually they have to clean under the seats. This time, the people had ripped the seats out, and so it was really easy to access them. So they didn't have to bend over as much. That's the, that's the bright side. Total bright, <laughs> the bright side. bright side of that. Oh, man. It got way easier just, for the cleaning also, crew. how the fuck do you rip a seat out from a stadium? I don't know. Like, I've never tried. I've never wanted to. Like, a folding chair is a folding chair. I go to the theater mostly. 
<laughs> How do you rip a theater seat out? Well, at, at a particularly like a- aggravating show of Romeo and Juliet one time, I tried, but they were bolted in pretty good. <laughs> they were like two houses. God damn God, it! Fuck you! You're the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that I would get like one line into the show. One line, two words into the prologue, and I'm enraged. (laughs) Boo! Boo! Fuck you! (laughs) I was pre gaming. Yeah. Uh, So this is fun. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. I was glad to go back to our baseball fantasy. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the baseball field. I know. This is not going to become a baseball podcast. No. But it just, it was, it was just It's just a a lot of shit happens at baseball games. Well, it was just, it was such a great suggestion. And when I started reading about it, I was like, oh. Who gave you the suggestion? My family friend, Jody Kuhlman. Well, let's shout out to Jody Kuhlman. Thank you so much for the suggestion of this week's episode. If you have suggestions for further episodes, please let us know. Yeah. We are uh, at Brightside K and J on Twitter. Yeah. We are uh, at the Brightside with Kevin and Jason on Instagram. And, and uh, uh, the Brightside with Kevin and Jason at gmail.com. Right. That you too. Can email us. Yes. We accept email. We we do. <laughs> we also accept. We're in. We're, <laughs> we got real modern. We have yeah. an email. <laughs> we also accept five star ratings. We do. Please and keep positive reviews. Review. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. It really does help other people find the show. Yeah. So if you have found this week's episode fun, uh, please uh, tell other people about it. And thank you for listening. But I want the hat. Okay, Terry. Here you go. Thank you. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side! side.